1: Gentlemen, shall we?
2: Let's do this.
1: Pod en toi. Un, deux, De, trois, trois. Pod. pod. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast with the usual suspects. I'm Tim, we've got Phil right there. Hi Tim We've got JB right there Hello Tim And we have both of your other halves stomping their feet around above us in the rugby dungeon So if you hear any extra noises, that's just them in JB's kitchen
3: God knows why, as soon as we come down here, they start moving furniture around It's the principal thing,
1: it's the
2: principal thing, we're idiots
1: Uh, thank you very much for listening you can find us on the ACAST app you can download the ACAST app you can listen on iTunes where we would love your feedback the little reviews and stuff Uh, we love your feedback on that and subscribe on iTunes as well at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter Uh, we counted in with an under trois obviously this has been a weekend that rugby's kind of taken a back seat understandably to events elsewhere it did mean that we were shorn of four fixtures in the European Cup and European Challenge Cup as a result of the situation in Paris that means we've got less rugby to talk about but still plenty to talk about besides and uh, a little bit closer to home and in the last week since our last podcast Stuart Lancaster did the honourable thing and stepped down as head coach of the England rugby team
2: he did mutually mutually mutual agreement or mutual Uh, what what what, how no how wasn't it a conscious decoupling
1: (laughs) (laughs) conscious uncoupling of stuart lancaster (laughs) it's fine we all agree that that was the right move and england will move on but uh, i still don't think that the rfu's accountability has been answered
2: in this regard i think you're wrong here you're basically saying stuart lancaster was the right appointment i understand the appointment I mean, I did I think he's a good coach? I'm on record. But the
0: were
1: exonerated it. from having picked someone that you don't think is very good. Um, yeah. Yeah,
2: basically, yeah. Okay. Well, that's just quite a strange approach, but fair enough. Um, well, I understand it because, you know, everyone was talking about the toxic environment of uh, the last regime and then he goes and wins the Six Nations and well, you know well second second. Second, in his first, Sorry, second. second second in his first Six Nations you know so you can understand why they did it and he is the, the inside man he is their guy and you can see why they thought he, this. he you know, Stuart Lancaster might, might be the right appointment so I don't think the RFU is too much to blame
1: uh, I think they are as culpable as Stuart Lancaster. If if he wasn't the right coach, then they should have
2: been him. Yeah, that that's probably where the where they blame lies. If more. he wasn't
1: the right coach, then I think it's like any good organisation. A CEO would would take responsibility if they hired the wrong MD twice in a row. What's that? Fool me once, uh, or for me. Fool on me, fall me sh- once, shame, shame on you. you. For me twice, shame, twice on me. shame
2: on me. Now, uh, I mean. I was calling for his head a long, long time ago. I was saying that he wasn't very good. You, on the other hand, and and yourself, Phil, were quite complimentary of him coming into the World Cup. I st- so still you mean, am. Yeah. So you'd been ta- you'd been taken in in, uh, in by him as of the RFU. No,
1: I've been taken in by him. He did do a good job, but he has got no experience of World Cups. He's got no experience of high level pressurised European cup rugby at club level or premiership finals or the equivalent of that abroad he's got no experience of that so when the pressure of the World Cup came on he didn't know what to do he's do like
2: know, a rabbit in the headlights and he went inside himself made wrong poor selections as a result I think he came and stuck in the World Cup because the tactical minds of the other coaches who've got real club experience for instance a Warren Gatland or for instance Michael che- Checker it might have exposed I see what him you're saying but don't,
1: don't you think what Stuart Lancaster did in the World Cup was completely different to what he'd done in the rest of his tenure as England coach exactly right which, is, which, which demonstrates someone who can't handle those pressurised situations because he's got no experience of it. And I didn't realise that at the time. And it's only with hindsight I go, do you know what? Well, it's, exactly you, what happened, it's exactly what happened with Martin Johnson. And, uh, and now we get to the w- when it matters
2: most, he didn't know what to so do. I would suggest, actually, instead of saying we need a coach with good international experience, what you only need to do is look at a coach with good... Tournament experience for World Cups European rugby Probably super rugby Those are the two yeah. benchmarks which Those, I'd say.
3: I, I think so too um, World Cup experience would be handy But so few coaches have, have got That top level World Cup experience You want someone who's got consistent uh, Experience of n- the knockouts In mm. super rugby And or Heineken Cup rugby Yep, And successes in it yeah. You've got to have success Because you can be a nearly man with tactics that aren't quite good enough the selections that aren't quite good enough but you've got to have it the full package correct um, so dream scenario then if we could
1: all just wave our wand and step into the roles of the as I would describe him inept at selecting uh, an England head coach Ian Ritchie um, and I think he should answer for his part in the debacle not just load it all on Stuart Lancaster's shoulders but anyway if we could all wave our magic wand and, and pick our dream team going forward if you could have anyone you wanted
3: me, me personally I would say spend big, and go for Steve Hansen and his full coaching staff. He's got such a reputation. He's got such a history. He's, I mean, his experience of World Cups, not necessarily as the director of rugby, but he was under Graham Henry for so long. He's got Mm. such an experience at top top level. I would go for him and his coaching staff and just blow the budget
1: We'd also get to finally see if that happened, like, oh, go on then Yeah, you can do it with the best players yeah. in the world Yeah, that's exactly right that,
3: this- That's the way I'd sell the challenge to him We've done it with New Zealand and you had an
2: advantage, you had a st- statistical advantage Because you had the best players in the world I do think it with England it'd be a disaster The English expectation would be very, very high and without the best players in the world Are we sure that sweeping your own locker rooms Is really what you should be focusing on <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think he's fo- I don't think he focuses on that <laughs> I think he's just like 0.1% uh, point, point like, like, I'm not saying he's anti-fun But if you read the article By, Gra- by Graham Henry I know they're two, two different individuals But Graham Henry seems very anti-fun Well, Hanson um, Going into their autumn tour
3: Last year Cruden missed a flight because he was on the piss and then worked his way back to being first choice fly half. I don't think that idea, that, that would have happened in England, actually. What <laughs> oh, <Jay>. what's <laughs> a,
1: Six minutes? Uh, that was yeah. We were six minutes.
3: <laughs> <a> damn <laughs> <laughs> um, it. It, 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 yeah, it probably wouldn't have happened with Stuart Lancaster, but it did happen with, with Hanson. He, he allowed, he, he identified Cruden at the time was his best fly half, and he used him. On the subject of, you said, spend big, they're going to have to spend big because the RFU's official line
1: to Ugh. everyone was, money's no object, we've got as much as we need. <laughs> that, that <laughs> is, well done.
3: That is the worst <laughs> way to go into any negotiation possible. Well, they're flush with cash right now, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so stupid. Uh, my, my dr- I think my dream
1: scenario would involve. See, I want a progression and I want to think long term. I want to think 2023. And so my dream team would involve Rob Baxter. Ooh. And, and he would be working alongside Eddie Jones.
3: That's uh, interesting. So you get the experience of international. You, and do, you, the World do, Cup experience you
1: just talked about Steve Hansen with I mean he, he was Dwayne Henry's understudy for what eight years yeah yep. so I, I'd go here you go we've got at least four maybe eight years with Eddie Jones depending on how long he wants the job but definitely four and uh, Rob Baxter you're our man soak up everything you can get as much experience as you can mm. without having to carry the can is, I like
2: that I do like it and rugby it's far more common to see two big names working together than it is say, in football but there's also examples. I wasn't aware of this. Say, Diamond and Malander, who really didn't get on. So, oh, I mean, You can't, can't understand why Steve,
1: Steve Diamond, sharing the limelight with someone else. <laughs> there would be <laughs> RFU blazer
2: boys throwing themselves off cliffs. If they are to work with Steve Diamond, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. (laughs) Is that is that your dream England scenario? No, it's not. What is it then? My dream England scenario is that Andy Farrell takes them to the Six Nations. They win. So Andy Andy Farrell has
3: been appointed for the Six Nations. Yes. With with the well, the current coaching staff, bar Lancaster, being kept on for the Six Nations. I hope
1: Teflandy Farrell. (laughs) Teflandy no, doesn't work as a pun. What was that a pun? Teflon Teflon uh, Teflon tef- 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 No forget oh it Oh my god I didn't say like, I just erased The last time <laughs> Do not is that, delete- is that your dream scenario yeah, yeah. Jack? Do, <laughs> do not delete that
2: <laughs> um, Go on. Yeah He takes some to Six Nations He wins the Jammiest Grand Slam ever <laughs> The RFU are Forced to appoint him As uh, As head coach And Rob Shaw remains as captain At seven forever So it's Basically a repeat Sabotage. Of the last four years yeah. I want them to be Deliberately bad Yeah um, <laughs> Now I'd actually
3: Quite like to see Warren Gatland In, <laughs> in that role I'd love to see what he did I'd, Yeah I'd love to see What he did And Jay you, you always make This argument that He does the best With what he's got In Wales Because he yes. has Such a shallow Player base But when he was At Wasps I mean he did Seriously big things <laughs> Yeah like Three premiership titles And two European Cups, cups no, sorry. In five years that's pretty good So I'd, I'd love to see If he is just Almost a one trick pony Or if he can do it all And if he can mould that That England squad of talent Into something coherent Well Brad Barrett would be back in In Gatlinball ball. Well, I don't think he would No he it-
1: wouldn't He's not big enough uh, Even d- him Sam what? Burgess it'd be, it'd be Matt Banahan in the centre <laughs> <Matt> Banahan, <laughs> yeah.
2: Sam Burgess and Matt Banahan in the <laughs> nah. centre Well, yeah. biggest centre pairing ever Gatlin would do a fantastic job He'd make you make England into the best team in the world Almost <laughs> overnight, I think <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd certainly be winning Grand slams. You'd be the best, best team in the nor- in Northern Hemisphere I don't think there's much doubt about that So we talked about our scenarios, our dream
3: scenarios Do you know where the betting is at on this? Because no. that's normally quite a good indication Is Jake White the favourite Jake White has moved to be a reasonably strong favourite
1: at the moment. Uh, is that just because he's come out so strongly saying he wants it? Do you think he's the only
3: one who's actually come out and said, "Yes, I do want it"? Uh,
1: meanwhile, he's just cursing the fact his Montpellier team have conceded what nearly a hundred points in two games. Yeah, ninety-four games.
2: points
3: isn't 90 in two games? games. So J- JB, is that a different device? It's a different device. It's my third device. <laughs> oh, God's <laughs> sakes! <laughs> Did you watch the game against Harlequins um, on? God, it seems so long ago. It's Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. There's a couple of messages on that one at Twitter.
1: Um, sorry, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. I like this one from uh, this Uncle Bryn 1983, who says, "Mark my words, gents, you're going to regret mocking Charlie the Enforcer Matthews." No, far from it we, 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 mock, we don't mock him as a player He's a good player and he had a, he had a strong game But we mock him as describing himself as an enforcer <laughs> the, the, Which he, he is and never will but be But can I
2: just say, the guy who has the last laugh here Is Charlie Matthews Because he rightly, he rightly pointed out He basically is an enforcer by today's standards I mean, all <laughs> you can do is hit rucks, so you can't you, Because you can't hit each other so it turns out Charlie Matthews is right all the time.
1: Yeah, and uh, and Bitty Smalls on Twitter said he was enjoying playing a game of Dave Ward throwing bingo during the, <laughs> <during> the <laughs> Quinns game. You
2: don't realise how bad it is until you look, look out
1: for it. it you can you have a good drinking game out of it. You get a drink and uh, you just have to say, say whether he's going to make the throw or not. Uh, dangerous. You can <laughs> Danger literally drinking look, game. look
2: at his hands and I can literally call it 9 out of 10 times. Uh, yeah, 9 out of 10 not straight or yeah.
3: misses his man oh straight look at that but the Quinn's um, they put a very impressive performance particularly second half yeah their, their line out and driving more oh, was, was excellent against that big Montpelier oh pack. boys can
2: I find you a clip on, on YouTube it's George Robson the old Harlequin second row who's now gone to Oyana, Oyana describing what is necessary for, for Quinn's line out what is ne-
1: you go find it and in the meantime Oh, one thing I asked for on the last podcast, and we had some absolutely brilliant ones, was some rugby player lookalikes. Oh, we've so, had a lot. So we've, we've had, had some a,
3: excellent ones. Uh,
1: the dead ball area on Twitter suggested Nick Mallet, another potential uh, future England coach, and the original incredible Hulk, Lou Farino. I think
3: that's awesome.
1: It was a good one. There was Rod Gilbert, the comedian, Welsh comedian, and Rob Baxter. They look yeah, so alike. They S- do. So does um, Mr Britas but He was also... Um, he was also the hologram guy in Rimmer. In, yes, uh, Arnold Rimmer. In Red Dwarf and Stuart Lancaster. Luke Worthington suggested <laughs> that. Very good. Number five pulse on Twitter said Mike Ford, bath coach, and Paul Robinson from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Another sort of 90s reference for you. And Moritz Boter says doll is the absolute spit of Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber.
2: What was, what was one of the most? Um, it might might be Mike Ford and. Daniels, I was so impressed with that. I had to retweet it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And th- there is, if you like Kirby Enthusiasm, it's, it's such a great show. I love it. Yeah. But there's a character in it called Funkhauser, and him and Robbie Deans, the former Australia coach, <laughs> are so alike. It's unreal. <laughs> so some brilliant ones. Keep them coming. There's loads more besides. Check our Twitter account, at Rugby Podcast, and uh, also suggest any more rugby lookalikes you've got. Have you found the clip, Jay? Yeah, I have. Okay.
2: Uh, it's probably out of, a bit out of con- context now. But just tell me what is, what is wrong with this, um, with George Robson's assumptions.
1: Well, particularly when you're near your own line. Uh, but just talk us through why you have that early bind, why you set low and try and get a spring at the front.
3: Yeah, the whole, the whole thing from our point of view is we're, we're trying to make sure we win the ball when we're under some real pressure. So the whole philosophy is action beats reaction so we're getting nice and low getting off the floor quickly usually put the biggest strongest guy in behind so you get lots of height on the lift and we're coming
2: forward getting our arms up early to win the ball
1: now what you probably noticed from there was how accurate the hooker's
2: throw has to be
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. (laughs) what might
2: not be right here
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, i would suggest do do quinn's need to work on their (laughs) bind and lift their second row hand position or maybe the throw that sort of leads us into you mentioned the Harlequins game that was a Champions a Challenge Cup game even uh, but let's focus on the Champions Cup then so well obviously we were shorn of a couple of fixtures in that one Glasgow versus in 92 uh, for one but the other game in that pool was uh, Northampton v. Scarlets now exciting bit of I mean you're a Welshman what, how, what do you make of the news Jonathan
2: Davies is heading back to Scarlets awful news it is genuinely <laughs> the only Welshman no, who thinks no it's just such stupid decision making so we've got four professional teams one of them isn't really professional it's the Dragons um, <laughs> who had a good win today. who had a very good win actually against Steve Diamond's team uh, uh. Steve Diamond's second team I would yeah, like okay, to add yeah okay fair enough so why is this bad it's bad because Tim pointed out last last week that Scarlet's put up a real good fight against Leinster now they did this with a bunch of kids and not only kids They did it with kids Not including their two internationals Liam Williams and Scott Williams Now Jonathan Davis is going to come back And take one of of those spots George North If he comes back Is going to come back And take one of those spots Lee Halfpenny Is going to take one of
3: those spots George North could take DTH Vandermeer Canadian Or Taki Thagin Bauer Mm -hmm. Yeah So they're not They're not Welsh
1: Qualified so that's that's not affecting the Welsh team. Uh, in the centre, Hadley Parks is a Kiwi, and Regan King, and Scott Williams is, is a Welshman. He's not going to be pushed out. Gareth Owen will arguably learn as an outside centre from Jonathan Davies. Um, you've also got the rumour that Rhys Patchell will be coming in at ten. He's coming in to compete with Steve Shingler, uh, neither of which are Welsh caps, and Rhys Patchell's been sort of squeezed out. I just don't. You've think got, got talk necessarily... of Lee Halfpenny coming back in. Alid Davies, I don't think he's he's good player, but he's not going to be a uh, um, or Alad Thomas, is it? Alad Thomas. I'm Alad Thomas. He's not going to be a um, Welsh international, probably in all likelihood.
2: But we, but we don't know. I mean, uh, let's assume George North is going to get paid three hundred thousand pounds. Let's just assume that, yeah. Was okay. It, if we didn't pay George North, we could quite literally get to ten academy lads on thirty k a year and find out which one works. On the flip side, let's rewind a year,
1: and then I could say to you. Jonathan Davies is going to play, be playing in the top 14 where he's going to be put through the mill and he's not going to be able to be rested. He'll be played every week. Or you could say, a year ago, mm-hmm. Jonathan Davies is on a dual contract, which means that if there's any sign that he's a bit tired and fatigued, we can manage him and try and make sure we get the best chance of him being available for a World Cup.
2: Yes, I get it. The top 14 is very, very tough. But on the other hand, Jamie Roberts was an absolute hero in the World Cup and he's played much more rugby, but he himself is far more durable. Than, than virtually anyone. Yeah, pretty much. He's, he's, made he's of granite. He's isn't isn't an he? unusual. He's an unusual character.
1: It, like him versus the Cambridge dweebs that he's hanging out with <laughs> in his <laughs> yeah. halls of residence, where he is living. He is living in a halls of residence. Plus, he's a doctor. We so speak.
3: If, he, if he does have any tweaks, he
2: knows exactly what's wrong. He knows exactly what to do. Did I mention about his medical degree last week? Yes. That I'm convinced that he's doing a medical degree, so he never has to work. Never has to work in a hospital ever again. I did see an interview with him the other day that said, I'm not sure if I will ever work in medicine. Of course, he won't. It's just an interesting story. Are you so It's one of the smartest things ever. Yeah, I'll get a degree in medicine. And ironically, I'll never have to do it because I'm always going to be in a TV studio getting paid six or seven times more. He could be the next Brian Moore. 100%. And repeatedly oh, refer, yes.
3: refer back to. <laughs> yes. Of all this training he's had, which is why he knows everything <laughs> about everything.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've never been a paediatrician, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what.
2: He'll deal,
1: <laughs> um, but but uh, so, back to the. Scarlets put up a fight, but um, Northampton <laughs> got a win. It was ugly. It wasn't it wasn't a great performance, but they eked out a win. Yeah, there was there was a few down.
3: good breaks from both sides, but overall it wasn't a pretty game, was it? No, was it?
1: there's a couple of things I found out because I was working on the game. I was the re- uh, reporting for for BT Sport. There's a couple of things I found out. Uh, so Jonathan Davies was the guest, and he was chatting on the on the little bus beforehand. Uh, do you know the seven? James Davies is Jonathan Davies' younger brother. Yes, I didn't know that. But,
2: yeah, oh, do you know they they look fairly similar as well?
1: They do. And the, and we, uh, as soon as I when I realised it, I didn't. But no, no one else on the bus either seemed to be like, was that your brother, really? Anyway, he was. Saying that, um, and I'll have to look after this. Pro twelve, though, and you'll have to Google this, Phil or or JB <laughs> yep, but, on it. Um, James Davies got tattoos, and he has yes. written on his on his fingers, on his knuckles, he has Cubby Boy. So on one hand, it's but C it's... C U B B Y. On the other hand, B O I.
3: I know it's <laughs> awful, isn't it? Is he missing a finger or something? His nickname is Cubby. Oh god boy I know
1: really oh really my. terrible Oh
2: my god have you that's seen the al- pictures
1: online Yeah
2: that's so horrendous
3: isn't it <laughs> That's almost as bad as the the worst rugby tattoo is the Matt Banahan with his brother. The oh, ma- yeah. The matching. What is it? Is it a cannonball? It's something? a cannonball, yeah. So it's one, a cannon. One guy's stop, got the
2: cannon on their chest. across one guy's chest, and the ball is on the other guy's heck or something. <laughs> yeah. I think one of them's got like a Mustang and a spit. And it's like, a, oh, my God. What were they thinking?
1: <laughs> the, the other thing I heard, did you, did you see the shape of Pete Richards, the. um Pete Edwards, sorry, the, the tight head for Scarlet? He's a proper old school looking tight head. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And his nickname uh, is. Pete the meat, and <laughs> and also is people call him all you can eat Pete.
3: All, all, all you all can, eat, can eat Pete. Pete all the you meat. Can eat Pete, that's good. I like that. Pete the meat.
1: But yeah, they, they got like you say. There was there was a there was a decent win for for Saints. I'd just be glad to get a win at what by whatever means. Definitely They needed that big time. And English teams generally showed up really
2: well this weekend. Right. Do, you,
1: do you think there's anything in that?
2: Yes. He, uh, well, yes. Um, <laughs> firstly. <laughs> Uh, we were discussing the Pro 12 last uh, Obviously, Tim's doing a bit of work around the Pro 12, so he's he is kind of starting to snuggle up a little bit to the, to, to the Pro 12 now. You you may notice a softening of his tone. Um, <laughs> but the English teams have been coming good for a while, I I feel. I mean, Wasps going to Leinster and, quite frankly, battering them. I mean, I'm sure the Leinster fans will be... No one would have predicted that. I would have. J, You'd have predicted J, J, a uh, J,
3: battering. J, well, Jay did predict a Wasps
2: win unfortunately. But, but the manner but no, of the victory though. No I wouldn't have predicted that um, yeah. but I'm sure we'll have the Leinster fans in their droves saying they were, someone was injured or there was, the, their biggest issue though, they
3: had they had no cutting edge their, their backs just lacked that cutting edge mm. and Wasps, Leinster had all this territory in possession and Wasps just soaked it up and then when Wasps had a chance, they've got I mean the the wade try was fortunate because of the, the three bounces and Carney slipping but Simpson's try just the the explosive pace of Halai through the middle and then the offload to Simpson they've got the pace to exploit mm-hmm. the, the smallest
2: opportunity well like I said about Bath last season or maybe maybe the season before built like they are built like I like my teams huge carriers up fronts uh, and massive amounts of pace pace up back, and it's not really that much more complex. That's what that's what that's what I like to see. These teams genuinely do well. Wasps have been building this for a, a, a while. I feel they've been yeah. gradually getting better. They've got a great captain who should be the England captain. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they've supplemented. Dis- them. Disagree. I'm not going to say agreed well, to that. I, I, do you know what though? Um, I mean. I was talking to a Wasps player, a great club player. I just, he's but not he says it, he's for a me. Really good, really good captain. I'm really sure really he is a really good role. captain. He's not as yeah. a
3: player. He's not international class, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, uh, me too. I, uh, if I was playing at Wasps. He'd be your best mate, and you would follow him into battle, and and you go and do you go and do some hard.
1: topless Instagram shots with No him. Yeah. I'm
3: not standing next to James Haskell if I'm doing any topless
2: Instagram. Absolutely shots.
1: not. <laughs> uh, You'd watch any Snapchat videos he might have yes. on the on the WhatsApp group or whatnot.
2: No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you
2: know something about that? No, James? I don't. Um, so their squad depth is really good they've got people like james gaskell on the bench. uh bradley Davis is an a, immense immense player. uh and this is this this result has been coming for a long long time. hopefully it won't be a one off. Uh, and also it's good to see Charles Piatow getting
3: used to putting one over on Leinster. Yeah. Exactly, because he'll be at Ulster next year and doing the same <laughs> yeah. thing
2: over and over again. I don't think he will be. Well, we got. I um, <laughs> don't think he will <laughs> no. be putting one over thing on is, Leinster. Was that? Was that? No, I don't. I don't think that he'll, that he'll move to Leinster. Even though his contract signed, he's Leinster. just going to enjoy it. Forty minutes advantage.
1: Home wins are absolutely massive for getting out of your pool and into the quarterfinals, mm. and that's a massive win away in yes, Dublin.
2: Huge. That is. Huge Because I tell you what The The the, the, the Rio Or whatever we're calling it now Rico Rico That's a seriously good Seriously good good venue For a a European fixture For one of the big teams I'm not saying it'll be full But there'll be well over 20,000 there You you, Mm. You'd expect Let's look at Leicester And that result That's a (sighs) really good result
1: Strong Most important thing Bonus point Bonus point God bonus. that's amazing and, Bonus point And they denied their opponents um, a- Any sniff Anything. of a bonus Yeah b- Bonus point
2: so, um, Yeah just One more thing Wasps How much do I <laughs> want to see Wade and Daly uh, Make it for England Simpson it, it, Simpson as well Simpson is so quick. And And the, the other nine Robson when he finally gets a real, good look, um, a real good look at, I think he might be challenging.
3: Yeah, I've said it before, I'm surprised he went to, yeah. to Wasp because he was a number two behind Laidlaw at Gloucester. Could have gone somewhere where he'd be a number one. Oh,
2: I don't think it's going to be a clear-cut starter and a backup. But I think that, that, that they'll use them both yeah. because they're quite similar. Well, Laidlaw would been the captain of North the Northampton do that, don't off. they? It's like two yeah. games on, two games off, really. Yeah, exactly right, and that works very, very well for them. So so yeah. we'll see. Um but Leicester,
1: uh, again, the, when you look at the team sheet, you go, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some talent there, but there's a few little question marks as well. But Aaron Major, what an impact he's made at Leicester Tigers because yeah. they're better than the sum of their parts and that's without some of the players they've still got to come in and come back from injury and and also some rumoured
3: signings. Well, they've made one announcement, which is uh, Tamua, who was at one stage... Uh, they were talking about it uh him going to WASP. But he has actually signed signed for Leicester now. For next season. For next season. Yeah. So Jean de Villiers is on a one year contract for yeah. just for this season, December to May, June time. My and worries. then Tamua comes in. It's great. That's <laughs> nice because that's I mean, Matt Smith has playing has been playing twelve the last couple of games. He's got a try in this game. He's not a world class twelve. No, he's not. He's but he, he's
1: solid. He's solid. He's he's kind of like the uh the Leicester version of... Chris Wiles Chris Wiles Yeah he's, Just he sl- slot him in anyway It'll do See, a I job I always That's... thought the
2: Leicester version of Chris Wiles Was Blaine
3: Scully until he left yeah. Yeah. yeah It's something that I actually noticed about The way that Leicester played That back line They are all interchangeable So Olin Williams can play 10 off centre Gonniver played on the wing but yeah. he plays centre Matt Smith is normally a winger playing centre Beetham is back 3 or outside centre Thompson is the only one who's he's really a winger, mm. and then Tate, centre or fullback. Yeah, right. And they they do they. It's, this must be the way that because I've never seen it before with Leicester that Major's
2: got them playing. It does annoy me a little bit. This I keep banging on about Aaron Major and how much he doesn't rate the skills of the players. Like oh, they're under skilled. They're under skilled. We don't do enough skill work. It is fairly annoying, but. <laughs> it is a, pr- a pretty impressive result uh, yeah it was it was an impressive result now this will get you excited yeah imagine if a certain lesser tigers player listens to everything Aaron Major says and develops a world class skill set any any ideas to so go with this world class f- Phys- physical attributes.
1: What uh, to go alongside his rocking skills?
2: <laughs> Miles Benjamin. <laughs> I've, I've not, I don't think Miles has played one game yet this he's, season. I think he's. In, I think he's carrying an injury. Just a little. Just a little niggle. Just a little niggle. But Six Nations this year. I'd say Six Nations this year. I mean, now that Sri Lancaster's gone, and we've got a set of coaches that really know <laughs> how to select a team,
1: <laughs>
3: I'd lo- I'd just love to see it. Uh,
1: on the subject of signings, we can't talk about uh, Bath playing, obviously, for um, for the game cancelled and whatnot, but we can talk about Big Dave Denton coming in to replace Big Sam. We can. That's that's probably an upgrade, to be fair,
3: isn't it? It's <laughs> an upgrade. It, yeah. based, based on their current... Current performance. Not potential, but current. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is definitely an upgrade. Denton is an outstanding carry. He's an outstanding international back row. And they've got, and find they finally, they've got someone who can share the number eight workload with Leroy. Yes, which is something they needed. And I'd
2: like to see him, Denton, at six as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I do like a, a six who can carry. Power, power, power. Yeah. And uh, they're so lucky. I think teams with big sevens like Han Jackal. I, e. Francois Lowe, have got such a huge advantage. Because you need the, the Fetcher, the jackal, whatever you call them, it's like some opposite, but it gives you a line-up option, gives you a carry option. Yeah. It just is so, so handy. Francois Lowe, who was set to come back in and
3: captain the side. Um, was he? Yeah, he- Ho- Hoopers was dropped to the bench.
2: Yeah, Hoopers dropped to the bench quite a lot. Yeah. Like, which makes me think they're going to. they phasing him out. Yeah, I think they're going to be looking at new second rows sooner rather than later. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, Luke Charteris. No, that's that, yeah, that has been that's that's been touted around that Luke Charteris will be signing for Bath for next season. And is that not a perfect example of a player that should definitely not be playing in Wales? He doesn't need any more development. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you on that. Do you know what I mean? He's thirty-one. I'm with you on that. Is, you think,
1: yeah, I'm with you on that. You've got to get the people of the regions invested in the regional teams, and so you need to have some people that are going to come out and watch on a on a yeah. cold, wet, windy Saturday afternoon against, against
2: Zebra. I don't think they ever will. I just don't think there's any love for it I mean, if you look at the most successful region which is, which is Osprey's the one with the most names the one with the most money they still don't fill out the Liberty Stadium so I just can't say that that's, that's really ever ever going to happen
1: There were, oh, I don't know how many I was just looking at how many people were at the Liberty Stadium today I, I don't have that information to hand but they, they, they put in a good shift against Exeter Chiefs, didn't they? A very good second half uh,
2: Well, yeah. The only game that I actually watched And basically they did it by shutting down Dave Ewers That was basically <laughs> it
1: It has been pointed out to us on Twitter We've been contacted um, more than once About the the curvature of Dave Ewers' spine mm. And the, <laughs> the sort of hunch that he's got In the top part of his back it, it, I was looking at it today thinking that That is a bit, that is it, is a bit odd that I think
3: we should uh, ask Jamie Roberts what he thinks yeah cuz you'd get, get his opinion. He's Definitely.
1: Definitely. Come on Jamie. Um but do we need to worry about Dave Ewers? Now, I know he likes to cra- bend over and run low into contact. Maybe it's just a just do part it, of that. Yeah. Maybe genetically he's modified his own back to <laughs> to, to, to mean it's easier to bend over and keep your center of gravity low. But again it was the it was the damn bigger show in the second half there that um you know, denied it. It's
2: always a damn bigger show. <laughs> do
1: you?
3: Whatever damn bigger is, it's a damn bigger <laughs> Dan show. Damn bigger is probably the best 10 I've seen at the kick and collect
2: he's amazing uh, every, uh, anything he decides to be amazing at <laughs> I, l- I love this that he, he he missed a kick today
1: I know or he missed a couple
2: he missed I've, a I've never though. seen it I've literally never seen it before I saw one in the World Cup actually
1: it says a lot about where Saracens are at that they came off the back of beating Northampton at Franklin's Gardens they absolutely hammered to lose Embarrassed them really 27 nil it was at half time And Mark McCall came out And his post-match press conference was We're really disappointed Because we didn't get a bonus point
3: I, I felt exactly the same They were superb in the first half they, Their scrum was dominant Their half-backs just kicked And controlled the game absolutely brilliant Owen Farrell and Wigglesworth put them in the right areas and Toulouse didn't have an answer because once they were back there they were trying to kick out but the back three was in position they were running it back they were returning it with interest it was an absolute masterclass of how European rugby should be played A cr- superb
1: Cruz and Itoji is probably the two form second rows in English second rows anyway I'd say the two of them
3: yeah yeah great form their, their scrum was superb and their, their backs they do get criticised for being boring but they kicked at the right time and
2: they ran it at the right time it's I that Chris Wiles try in the corner yeah, when super. he went through four or five pairs of hands there is nothing boring there about watching a team squeeze the life out, out of their opposition yeah.
1: I, I love to watch it and I will say one thing on Saracens I'm just re-emphasising something we've said before that they were they are rumoured to be And uh, I'm only speculating here. I have no facts to base this on, but they are probably one of the teams that are in frame for the um, salary cap infringements. We Uh, won't
2: hear any more about it. We won't
1: have, which is an absolute. It's ridiculous that. But anyway. just
2: saying, well, we'll adjust the rules to make sure that your salary structure fits in. It's not for the good of the game. No. I I agree with paying paying more, but we have to have all the teams paying the same. Yeah. There's something really important that when you have a salary cap and it's followed properly.
0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com
2: coaching goes up because there's nothing else
3: to do yeah the analysis and the coaching, and it becomes about the one percent, and that raises the standard.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I will say though is, uh, we I've said this before, like Saracens, yeah, if they have infringed the salary cap, and we won't hear about it, we'll never know. It, will, it was wrong, and all the rest of it. But there was one other story, as well as you know the academy players that have come through. Cruz and Itoji. Mm-hmm. Petrus Duplessis was a tight head at Nottingham, Phil's and, mate. and Phil's before mate. that. Rotherham, and before that, a, a teammate of Phil's
3: at Sedgley Park. And before that, he came over from South Africa, age twenty-one, and played at Liverpool St Helens in uh, Northwest One One or Northwest like two. Tier
1: Six or Seven.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: an incredible story because against one of the
3: biggest packs in Europe, he yeah. looked the
2: business. God, yeah, it's yeah. a hell of a thought, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and. Guthrough
1: Steenkamp pack and census Johnston. Yeah,
3: his opposite man was Guthrough Steenkamp.
1: I think it's a great story, and it's worth highlighting that it's not all about just going out and signing massive names. You can pluck players from the championship, and then against teams like Toulouse, they can go out there and uh, Which is and exactly do a really good job. my
2: point about the regions, which is it's about giving players opportunity rather than just buying the old ones back in. Ugh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Owen Farrell Talking about form players In England Owen Farrell Is the form 10 He was su- Comfortably no, no, no. He was he's a a
3: superb He's a form 12 he, He's, he just, he's <laughs> just, just playing, playing at, 10 Playing at 10 <laughs> He's kind of doing both roles Because he's not really Got a 12 outside him Who's well, his 12 at the moment? Brad Barrett Oh God <laughs>
2: Actually Brad Barrett Put in a very nice Miss pass for that uh, Chris w- Wiles try Brad Barrett is a Tremendous player For Saracens Yes Yes. For what they do, if you want to, if if you want Brad ever to play for England ever again, which I don't I don't suspect you do, you need to appoint Mark McCall as the coach.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> where where we're at currently is we've discussed all the due to the fixtures that we weren't able to see um, we've discussed all of the fixtures in the European Cup I'm really scratching my head we we, we were scratching our head watching the Exeter game going when are the games going to be replayed
3: yeah because due
1: to the late start of the Aviva Premiership and with the European Cup I think it's 25 consecutive weekends before the knockout stages of the European Cup and any potential rest week for an Aviva Premiership side. is yeah. like getting into, what is it, April?
3: Well, I would look, in. Tim, you gave me one of the best presents I've ever received, <laughs> which is... Which is
1: so, so, I, so I was working for BT Sport, and um, as part of that, um, you get, you know, there, there's some excellent people, uh, part of the team, who do lots and lots of research, player profiles, statistics, they dig deep to find some interesting stuff and then put it in a I'd I'd say I'm not going to use the word pamphlet it's a dossier of stats (laughs) and I thought I thought our stat man Phil would love all this it's incredible so so
3: I brought brought it back and gave Phil all the stats I do I was reading it for about an hour before the pod Um, but yeah one of the very interesting things because we were trying to work out when the hell they're going to play this so the last game in the pool is January 23rd you've got to play it before then there is not a free weekend between now and then There is not a free weekend. Assuming a premiership team, and this is premiership teams I'm talking about, assuming a premiership team gets to the knockout stages of both the Aviva and uh, the the European Champions Cup, June would be their first free weekend weekend. Play it
2: in June then? Yeah, just play it in June. Yeah, <laughs> after the Heineken uh, yeah. European Championship. So obviously Cup to final. be able to
1: advance to the knockout stages, when's the first knockout stage? When's the quarterfinals? Well, the, the,
3: the quarterfinals are in April. They start, so there is there's a big gap. But obviously between the end of January and April is the Six Nations. So you can't have it then. So you've got to have it before the 23rd of January, and every single weekend has an Aviva Premiership game. So you, and you need a 6 day
1: minimum turnaround between games so you
3: can't play midweek matches as
1: they do yeah. doing
2: football you can't play midweek matches Can and you I use them like jiggery pokery and so if you move them to say you had a, a block of friday games and then you have another block so you kind of so if you did if you did a friday then a thursday then a thursday. Yeah, yeah, wednesday. wednesday
3: you'd have to like shift everyone in, in 7 weeks
1: we'll have a free week
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh and also the track. I can't see that working for
1: televising or for fans. Um, so,
3: so I think what they've got to do is cancel one of the or postpone one of the Premiership games half to, sure and play it. Assuming the te- the two teams that don't play in that Premiership game, they don't qualify to, for the semi
2: final because if because they could put it in the semi final weekend. I suppose at least there's some Pro 12 teams Because no one watches that So they could basically <laughs> rearrange those the, uh, those matches At the convenience of what their is opposition J- What is JB
1: going to do when the Pro 12 is I mean because Osprey's put in a great performance against Exeter but, Yeah they did And what is going to happen when there are four really strong Welsh teams And three really strong we have- Irish teams And two really strong Scottish teams And two terrible Italian teams (laughs) In in the Pro 12 The rising tide It's got to have some effect On those Italian teams What what are you going to do About your vitriol Against the Pro 12
2: Look When the Pro 12 gets good There'll be a direct correlation With the Welsh team Getting less good So That doesn't make sense Yes it does winning Welsh teams worse uh, smaller player pool, or for all the reasons that the, I mentioned before the flip
1: side is the flip side is the benefit out of the, the Welsh regions and the WRU not getting on and all these players going abroad is that you all these young players have come through and now that the players are coming back yeah. it means that for example, at Scarlets, Gareth Owen has had a lot of experience in the first team. So, yep. so Wayne Pivak will quite comfortably. Pivak. Go, why, why, why <laughs> Wayne Pivac uh, will quite comfortably go. Do you know what, JD? You've got an international match in a couple of weeks. I'm going to rest you because Gareth Owen's good. Enough. No,
2: they won't do that anymore because a qualification for the European Cup is actually meaningful now. Well, no, it's actually it's been good to see that. Like the English clubs have actually been resting players ahead of ahead of this weekend, like George Ford was rested last yep. week there, I think if you get to a situation where you've got to rest your players, you're playing too too much rugby, oh yeah, so that's oh no we, we I think we all agree yeah. on that, but should, they, they are doing, so they have
3: to have the biggest squad safe and, North, and
1: Northampton rotated uh, half backs Confort Lee mm. started against Saracens, and Lee Dixon came in so the quite a bit as a fair, there's a bit more rotation than you think going on, yeah, yeah. I reckon anyway um Oh yeah, you
3: were just you were you were sort of coming to some conclusion, Phil, about the the week the free weekends, were you? Well, they'll have to move a Premiership fixture, and then so it's not only do they have to move a Premiership fixture, fixture, they then have to hope that the two teams or both of the, the teams from the move fixture don't qualify for the knockout stages of European Champions Cup, and then don't qualify for the premiership uh, I'm, I'm thinking though there
1: must have been a contingency plan for what if because with there being no free weekends well, we, we, still, not... we still could have um, frozen off weekends we could have waterlogged weekends well, there think...
3: normally would be but the World Cup has pushed everything back so the premiership certainly
2: and it has to be very very cold now to get around under pitch heating and very very wet to get past the uh, like the, the, drainage the drainage system, system.
3: <laughs> unless I'm reading this wrong there is not a free weekend where there's not a Champions Cup or a Premiership game. Assuming that you get through the knockout stages, it'll be June when there's the first free weekend.
1: Just just a couple of observations about the Challenge Cup because we've kind of not really covered it. So if you're a fan of a team that's in the Challenge Cup...
2: And we love Rugby League.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, European Rugby Challenge Cup. Um, we sort of, we've got question marks against it as a sort of competition and just a couple of little facts about it Sales Sharks as you mentioned were one of a bunch of teams who rested a bunch of players they've seen the European Rugby Challenge Cup as an opportunity to to give their players a rest from Aviva Premiership matches so they didn't take it seriously at all and there was only one game out of the whole bunch of fixtures that happened only one game that the team that lost were within a bonus point score, and that was Brevé against Newcastle in in probably the ugliest game of the weekend, thirteen to nine. Did who win? Uh, but to Brevé <sighs> at home uh, again. Newcastle put out a bunch of players that haven't really been
3: playing. So the most interesting thing, well, Quinn's performance did impress me, uh, but the most interesting thing was seeing the pictures of RC. I'm saying this wrong. RC NSI versus Connor.
1: Yes, in minus yes. minus twenty
3: in Siberia. That was incredible. Nsi,
2: yeah, I that sounds sounds about right. Yeah, NSI. fair
1: play to those Conner players that turned very,
2: very comfortable under those blankets, though. So.
1: <laughs> Ten layers of blankets. There's no way. Yeah, if you've seen the picture of the Connor replacements on the bench, under loads and loads of blankets, piles and piles of blankets. Th- those blankets do not look like they came on the Conner. Um, uh, Shipment That came in the plane There's no way They brought those with them So the sort of thing You'd imagine Some old deers in Siberia Sitting around
3: I bet I bet Connacht Love playing in uh, The Champions Cup Because West Does not have the best weather At all No Mm -hmm. Exposed to the Atlantic The driving rain And they'd be looking forward To the south of France Or Maybe (laughs) Maybe
2: maybe even Italy
3: And then they go to Siberia
2: (laughs) well, Amazingly RC, NSI, who I will now be following, scored 14 points. They did. That's not a bad effort, is it? It was
3: 6-0 at half-time. They've apparently got some serious cash. Uh, They've got a lot of the Russian national team.
2: Ah. That's pretty cool. Let me guess. Do they train in Moscow fly-out to, uh, like, um, who was that team, the football team that did that? Angie. You remember them? No. No. Yeah, you do. Um... They had William. they had Etto. Oh, yes, I, I remember.
3: What does that kit look like? Uh, have you not seen the pictures in the snow?
2: Nope.
3: Just just while you're waiting for that picture, Um, we, we mentioned it
1: briefly before, but Richie McCaw has said that this week he's going to declare what he's doing in the future. Now, one of the things that I remember saying on a podcast a, a few weeks back was that I, I heard from a very reliable source that Leicester Tigers had two players... Mm. that were involved in the World Cup v- final. Oh, I've heard oh no, 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 no. It was in the week before the World Cup final. They said they've got two players still involved in the World Cup to announce. Do you think that was John de Villiers and Matt Tamuha and so it's not going to be Richie McCaw?
2: Oh, I yeah. see. Or,
1: I'd love to see Richie McCaw at the Aviva Premiership. So I would, would I. I,
2: would. I hear these, Just from a selfish point of view. I'm pretty but sure that he's going to quit rugby and going to solve world peace. You reckon,
1: do you reckon Munster might be a good fit for him as well? These New Zealanders do like to go to... Uh, the Irish provinces, don't they? Yeah, they do. Ulster. How
3: about him at Ulster, Phil? I'd take that. I'd take that. I mean, you, we've got Chris Henry at side. We don't really need...
2: Yeah. don't really need McCaw. Um, and also, Leicester would make sense because I've got form in, in, in this manner. Like I always say, Leicester love 12s. And I'm so glad that, the, that these signings have happened because it kind of makes me, makes yeah. me look like I'm right for a change. Um, but they also like... New, Z- New Zealand sevens having had Josh Cronfeld, Cronfeld uh, uh, in, in the past, and they've well, they, l- like, also sevens yeah. they had Moody they've have, they had have Back, they've had Salvi. This does make sense, and That's-
1: they quite often uh, quite often have more than one of them at once.
2: Yeah, I tell you, he will not be happy if he does go there. Is the new seven What what's his name? Brendan O'Connor. Oh, Brendan, Brendan O'Connor. O'Connor.
1: Oh, what He's p- he put in a shift as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's a good
2: player, but he's some gas for that try as well. But he's left New Zealand because he wasn't getting any game time but between because of their collection of ex- outstanding sevens, and that's what's <laughs> happened all over again. <laughs> the same people, McCall haunted him. Yeah, <laughs> he's not got anywhere near the national team. Because Ohio McCall, O'Connor Clean my boots five years.
1: What it's about looking at crazy. it like this? JB likes to West take the mickey out of it, but what about which premiership team would be the most likely to have the kind of culture where Richie McCaw would sweep up the changing room after a game? And I'm going Exeter Chiefs
2: for that. None, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do it. They, they make England England do it. Worcester. Dean Ryan's definitely got them sweeping up the changing room. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, i tell you what, lots of positive things said about Worcester today. Not by you. Not by me, no. Um <laughs> had a good win at home to uh, La Rochelle. No, uh... La Rochelle, I, I didn't really, I just thought that was a
1: fictional place that only ever appeared in uh, French textbooks at school. Ah. <laughs> just It was always La Rochelle. La Rochelle. J'habite La Rochelle.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, um, good things said about Worcester State, because I was on the, uh, the Level 2 course, uh, and all the coach educators, uh, they love words like multi-skilled educator I don't even know what that is I, I genuinely do not know what that describes but they all were raving about Worcester's set up
3: mm. so. bringing a lot, of, a lot of
2: young players through
1: Dean Ryan's done a good job hasn't he Jay
2: <laughs> well I mean if you trust
3: relegation is a good job yeah <laughs> I think it's too early to say this this year but he's,
2: making uh, some, made, he's in, moving them in the right direction I will, sure. say, I will say this right when Dean Ryan speaks as a pundit or, or or he writes his column, I think he writes for telegraph. It is very not, interesting. I think he writes he's a, the guardian, doesn't it? It's a guardian or telegraph. He I does one. But he's a very, very good 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 pundit. And he seems very, very insightful. But interestingly, Tim, I don't think you've really been looking into Dean Ryan that much because he says some very similar things to me, particularly r- about, about the national setup. He says he, he, some of his rants about Stuart Lancaster are like verbatim
3: word for word what you've said.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got to point like that, I'm quite like nice this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so so you either like me and Dean Ryan or you don't like you, you, uh, you, you James, can't have it you know both what? ways Tim I can't have both ways
1: I wouldn't voluntarily sit in a room <laughs> we call the rugby dungeon with someone I didn't I didn't like much as we like to butt heads over topics from time to time um, I think we should look ahead to the fixtures coming up this week again because round two of the European Cup and uh,
3: just just one more thing oh yeah the, go on from Phil. the fixtures that have gone did you see the George North incident? I know you did because you were there. I p- was there at Pittsburgh. Oh, start. yes. Tell, Tell me I, about the George North. Have, have you not seen it? So nope.
1: I, l- let me set the context then. So uh, I think it was just the start of the second half, wasn't it? Or it was the end of the first half. Anyway, yeah. whatever it happened, Northampton scored a fantastic try. It was all, um, you know, offloads and keeping the ball alive. Ab- absolutely superb try. And Big Luth finished it off in the left-hand corner. George North was involved at one point. And the try was scored the replay was shown in the stadium and that alerted the TMO which then alerted the referee and it turned out that George North uh, whilst he was offloading and trying to get back into play his leg had been held by Michael Tangy Thackenbao and George North after he got his foot free stamped down and backwards onto the shoulder of Tangy Thackenbao there was no need for it it was completely uncalled for and the try was wasn't uncalled for he was being held
2: back uh,
3: well, Tagithakimbao made the tackle Because George North had the ball at the time yeah. He was on the floor He didn't know whether North had had offloaded or not yeah. He thought he was making a, a tri-saving tackle five yards So he should not let go He does not have to let go there Nope. Uh, Especially
1: and, as George North hadn't hit the deck So he, he, there's no impetus yeah. to release in that sense Anyway, um, George North stamped on his shoulder Tagithakimbao had to go off um, at the, that point did he go off for the entire
3: game? Yeah. Uh, I
1: think he did. I think he might have come back on. I think he actually went he... off for a head injury assessment because his knee, George Null stamped on the shoulder and then came down and his knee, hit his head and was like someone absolutely hammered. He really? Kept, he, Knees he, I, I was I was in the tunnel and he came past and it, it was like a half past two in the morning on a, on a Saturday night in Swansea. He was looking <laughs> all over the place. He was just telling all the... the oh, get off me! Fuck! Get lost! That, get, get away! That could be <laughs> half past two in the day in Swansea, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on a Tuesday. <laughs> it, it was, but anyway, um, so yeah, there's a couple of things that come out of this. One, it was a really stupid thing, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind betting that George North gets uh, a couple of weeks' break yep. as a result of it. Second, but the second one I think more interesting is that the try was was taken away from Northampton because That's so wrong because the stamp itself was after George North had already offloaded and yeah. Big, big Luther had run in for the corner so it had no material effect on the no, play none at all the referee came back and gave foul play no try against and it was, the f- it was one case study where I thought do you know what JB's right no 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 no, cause no, I, no, 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 no. this isn't what you were saying yes, it's, it it's like, it's like I, I, will, I will come towards you a little bit JB because what I saw there was, an, was, a, was a perfectly good try taken away yeah and, um, that's completely unrelated. For something unrelated, and that's the important bit, and I think a better response would have been, allow the try, because the, the, the stamp had no material effect on whether it was a try or not. George North still gets a yellow card, uh, penal, and start restart the play with a penalty to Scarlets.
2: Yes, exactly right, exactly right. It's, it's not difficult. It really isn't difficult, but we're so caught up in, oh, I don't know, it's, it's just a nonsense. Is
1: that as you saw it, Phil? And did I miss anything out in that?
2: No, that was pretty much spot on. If the referee sees it, it's your yellow, it's your red. If he doesn't see it, leave it to well, well, the well. He
1: didn't see though. it in the TMO. I've got no problem with that being seen and dealt with. Oh, it's just, it's just uh, that it's it, w- it wasn't like he uh, he was um, obstructing a defender, oh, which denied the defence a chance um, to tackle. Well, like, a bit Luther Burrell. The-
2: it if, was completely unrelated to whether a try was scored or not. I, I just don't like messing messing around with that sacred eighty minutes for the sake of being PC. Uh, yeah, I agree. If he doesn't have any material effect on the play, let the boys play. Yes.
1: Well, th- that's the bit I will go with you. I I don't I don't agree with the having no TMOs and only if the officials on the field see it. But it was just that it seemed like everybody, the crowd, the, t- the players the, for Northampton particularly, were denied a perfectly good. A, try
3: a great try because great it was try, yeah. a great try the only other thing is I was I was disappointed in, that North did that because he kicked out not knowing where he was kicking out he was inches away from uh, Taki Thakimbao's head and for a man who's had all the problems he's had I thought it was... It's pretty cowardly. It, it, if just, he, it, re- just reckless and if, stu- if he had a pro- stupid. If,
1: if he had a problem, um, then, you they, know, they, 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 if, they, if he had a problem, he should have done the rugby equivalent of the old the old jewel back in the exactly. in the world where she's wait, waiting for him to stand up Juking and then go, come on then, let's go, I, bang. Imagine getting up a bit. There's like, the, this is a sort of integrity in that rather yeah. than a cowardly like imagine stamp the man, the man on a man that's on face, the floor. Face
2: down on the floor yeah. and stamp towards his head. But um, imagine getting up, you're slightly groggy, you made, uh, made a tackle, you're dusting yourself up, off, you turn around and George North is there in fighting pose, ready to <laughs> duel with you. I didn't sign up for this.
1: <laughs> the only the only upside of the, the, the yellow card being dealt with in that way. Well, as I say, I've got no problem with the yellow card. It was the try being chopped off, but it, I was it, it did mean it did mean that George North came and sat on a on a watt bike or a spinning bike right next to me, keeping <laughs> warm. I was stood in the tunnel and George North was there, and his legs are incredible well, his quads his are, are enormous, phenomenal exactly. he's so bottom heavy it's uh, and he's big, yeah, he's a strange
2: shape isn't he because he's yeah. got like quite almost, like just stra- an average just an average upper body like, well, average rugby player upper yeah. body. he's not far off the shoulders of Brent Cobain I mean is that sort of slight, I mean yeah. it is far but do you know
1: do you know, so, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: do you know um, there's a game that my little sisters I remember them having when when, uh, when they were young and I was a bit older a game called Misfits where it's like, like you have the head of a cowboy the body of a I don't know a mermaid and then the legs of a, a cheerleader mm. and like you you, you, try, you the game is to try and match them up it looks like George North just it's someone else's He's, upper body
3: and someone else's lower body his, his legs look that, like they're front rows legs like from the size of them but they're so damn fast as well so fast
1: Who's what? got Who's got real pigeon legs and a massive upper butt? He's he's got Haskell's legs.
2: Ascot uh, <laughs> R- Ascot R- of saying Oh yeah, tiny legs. Oh yeah. The hammer Hammersley. <laughs> no, he's yeah, tiny, tiny all over. Isn't James, James
1: okay. Haskell is tiny, tiny. I was going to say tiny down below. That sounds wrong. <laughs> uh, ask Chloe Madeley about that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, next week's anyway, games. Anyway, next week's games. Well done, Phil. Getting us back on track. And we have got only what. As we're recording this on a Sunday, that means we've only got five more sleeps mm. until more European rugby. OMG. And if only that sleep was taking place on a Lisa mattress.
2: Oh, that's, that's why BT Sport pay you the big bucks. That was, that was seamless. <laughs> you
1: didn't even know that was coming. No, I had no idea. I, I
2: thought as soon as I said five more sleeps, you knew where I was going no, with that. No, seamless. Just like a Lisa mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell
1: you about Lisa Mattresses, JB. Yes, please. And by the way, after I've told you this, we've got a, an exclusive Egg Chasers offer that you can take advantage of. So, it's a, they're a new company to the UK launching a, a new mattress, and they're called Lisa L E E S A. And they've got a luxury mattress, layers for cooling, and layers for support as well. She's, uh, you know, what more it do you sense, want? makes sense,
2: doesn't it? it does, I mean, sometimes I've it? had a cold layer, sometimes I've had a supporting
1: layer, but never the two together. Well, this has got three layers, and there's 100 nights to try your mattress at home risk-free. If you're not sleeping better within 100 nights, then Lisa will pick up your mattress and get you a full refund. So you can only get this online, and it's delivered to your door. More time to watch rugby, less time to spend in whatever, though wherever you go and buy beds exactly. normally. Do it online, do it dead quick, and get yourself 40 quid off a Lisa mattress with the code eggchasers40 at lisa that's l-e-e-s-a dot co.uk slash eggchasers sorted
3: done perfect
1: so five sleeps to the more European rugby for reasons we discussed earlier let's just let's just skim Briefly over the European Challenge Cup if the teams aren't going to take it seriously then why should we
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I say about the Pro 12 How <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff Blues play Quinns on Friday night that, that might be uh, no sorry Thursday night I'll Thursday. probably watch that
2: yeah that,
1: that could be that, that I'm excited about
3: I like what Quinns
2: are doing this I season I can't see Quinns not, not coming out on top unless they rest everyone and no. play Dave Ward
1: mm.
2: <laughs> rest everyone and just, just Dave Ward on his own yeah, yeah. unless Dave Ward plays at 7
3: Dave Ward at seven would be superb. Yeah, big game on Friday night, Phil. It's all about watching
1: Ulster v Saracens. Yes, at, Ooh, at the Kingspan Ravenhill. Is this Hill.
2: exactly the same group as it was last year? It's not no, far it off. It was Ulster Leicester M- last Munster. year. Munster, yeah. no, Munster it was. Munster to lose. Yeah, and Ulster, Ulster- yeah. with Le- Le- yeah. Leicester last year. Um, this
3: is a this is a really big game. In it, In I, it I don't just- know. I think this rest so Ulster travelled to France. Uh, to play Oyana but didn't actually play so I imagine that rest compared to Saracens well it wasn't even brutal it's a massive uh, to lose pack but it wasn't a brutal encounter I'm hopeful the rest for Ulster will work in their favour but Saracens are so far unbeaten this year and they've not really looked like getting beaten at all and do you know what that's, uh, that might be the focus for coaches we were talking about how
1: difficult it is to get a rest week in there is a way to get a rest week and that's to qualify nice and early
2: yeah, in your pool yeah, true that's a very good point I just love Saracens I mean uh, don't get me wrong uh, their YouTube highlight video is dull but I just love how they put things together I love how, how well thought through the team is What their strategy is They seem to be prepared for everyone They seem to know what's going to happen And they've had some magnificent wins through a, through this approach So how many teams can say they've beaten No, not just beaten Smashed Claremont and Toulouse Yeah, n- not many Apart going. from Toulon oh, and, and actually the beaten Racing in playoff rugby I
1: know, it's impressive um, Saturday then And in the European Rugby Champions Cup an all-French affair um, assuming it goes ahead Toulouse-Oyena so you'd expect Toulouse to bounce back in that one although Oyena have been doing pretty well this season Um, Exeter face Bordeaux at home another tough fixture for them Bordeaux uh, unfortunately for them obviously the circumstances surrounding it um, weren't ideal but Bordeaux had a, a rest rest weekend
2: yeah that's yeah, that will be an interesting game because Bordeaux are meant to be a serious force. I've not watched much uh, because i not watched much top fourteen French
1: French teams classically away from home. Exeter
2: mm. at home. Well, uh, I mean, in the top fourteen, teams will rest their squad now before going to Bordeaux because they are a serious proposition. So it'll be interesting to see. Is Bordeaux they do travel well. where Adam Ashley Cooper is going? It is. Yeah, yeah.
3: So they they have been spending big. I'm going to go with Exeter. Ex- Exeter, Exeter at, home. at home. Exeter
1: at home, definitely. Uh, yeah, mm, this is interesting. Yeah. Glasgow, Northampton. I, I'm I'm going to go Glasgow at home there. I mean, the green shoots of recovery for Northampton. Their pack did really, really well. They're still misfiring a little bit, not fluent.
3: Yeah, um, I
2: I will also go for Glasgow. I think Glasgow play lovely rugby. I I like them as Pro teams go, but I do think the Northampton pack will be too much for them. I think Northampton will take them having said that Glasgow beat Bath by 30 odd points to something yeah when pick, Bath went there Glasgow. Mm. don't know
1: uh, Scarlet's play Racing 92 at Parky. Scarlet's Racing they've narrowly lost to Leinster away from home they've Racing. narrowly lost to Northampton away from home um, I think they're going to go from 6 wins to 3
3: straight defeats yeah. Racing are one of the top clubs in the top 14 this year uh, they're playing very well,
1: well Din Cader won't be part of that no
3: Dean. Uh and a rest weekend uh, I would go for oh, I see. Scarlet's oh nice oh. You, you mentalist I like <laughs> it I like <laughs> it you're insane feeling. actually that m- massive that monstrous russing pack how do you
2: run me through your process what of picking Scarlet's over russing. well they're second top of the Pro 12 oh they're, done they're yeah sorry played, sorry played I didn't realise that strong home rugby. form
1: French teams don't yeah. travel
2: very well home form okay Go up with that one. One um, bet on that. We could just skirt over Yeah I will. How much? Two quid? Put 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 on a tenner. I'm not putting a, t- put, a tenner put, on that. <laughs> put a tenner on that. Two quid? <laughs> okay, two quid.
1: Put on uh, we can skirt over Benetton Treviso. Um they'll 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 Leicester. get they'll get handed a five point defeat. Oh you're not gonna to to for Benetton L- Treviso L- on that one, Phil?
3: No. Leicester, I like Leicester. Benetton Treviso near the bottom of the pro twelve. Mm. And, and then notoriously bad against all other clubs.
1: Leinster just having been battered by wasps have to go to the wreck
2: to the greatest sports ground on earth. Uh Bath.
3: I don't yeah. know uh, that is that is in the pool of death. Yeah. So I I think Leinster's uh tournament is almost over already unless they get a win there. So good. if if you win your home games and you pick up one away victory, you've got a good chance of going through. They've already lost one of their home games. And they're, they're the other teams they've got to face are Bath and
2: Toulon. So, yeah. so then they're not going to get much change out of that. Uh, I'll just say, yes, if you look at the form and you've just seen that Leinster have lost to Wasps, you think, yeah, OK, going to Bath's no, no big deal. But I've said this about Bath. Something doesn't feel right about the way, the way that they're playing. Uh, I I think they're going to take a step backwards this would not surprise me at all if Leinster win it will largely depend on does Francois Lowe play and what he performs like well he, he was set to captain Bath
3: this weekend in, mm. in Toulon so I assume he will play
1: um, uh,
2: I've got a feeling that there's going to be upset there I've got a feeling that's, that's going to be a Leinster victory for some reason wow
3: I'm
1: going a home win
2: home win don't get me wrong I want a home win
1: and then uh, Connett play brief Sales Sharks play Poe uh, Cast play Dragons Zebra play Worcester Grenoble play London Irish um, and then we move on to Sunday and in the European Rugby Champions Cup on Sunday Clermont Ospreys that'd be an interesting match-up Clermont, uh, Clermont at home though Clermont
2: at home that's yeah that will be that. Will hard
1: be. to beat uh, that, that. and Stade Francais playing Munster
3: that will be interesting two teams sort of stuttering yeah Munster did not look great against no. uh, Treviso but they got a, a bonus point win, which is all you can ask.
1: And then when when Wasps made their move to the Rico, it was with nights like this, this this uh, Sunday. This
2: will be tremendous. Wasps
1: against Toulon, five fifteen kickoff, the evening match, the last game of the weekend on Sunday. I mean, that's like, this. This is exactly what they've been building for the last few years, isn't it? Nights yeah. like this.
2: Uh, I mean. This will really give us an indication of where Wasps are at. If this weekend's uh, result was because of a bad Leinster team or because of a good Wasps team, I can't wait for this. I cannot wait. Couldn't
1: ask for a better litmus test of where you're no. at, could no. you?
2: Yes, I completely agree with that.
3: I think Toulon will win. I, I think, as I said before, Leinster, they really lack that cutting edge in the backs, and Toulon have, <laughs> Toulon have that... And oh, do they? they? They've got a couple of useful backs, haven't they? They've got a few handy guys out there. There's only so so long that you can soak up pressure when you've got the guys that Toulon have running at you. They're the carriers that they've got in the pack and the
2: runners that they have in the backs. They will have too much for Wasps. Hmm. I think the weakness for Toulon. Uh, I think Wasps were very close to be- beating them last year. The score suggests that they weren't, but they really were. If you saw that game, it was much closer than um, than you would have thought. And wasps are a bit better do think they're going to win but it's going to be mighty close it's going to be mighty close and I think what what will get um, what we'll get to long is going to be that, that pace uh, you just don't know when one, when one of those boys might score and in fact when they played last time at Stad Felix or whatever it's called Mayol um, I believe it was an Elliot try and a Simpson, a Simpson try and both of them were just looked world class so are you call in a wasp win. I'm gonna call a narrow Toulon win.
1: <laughs> uh and there we are, done for another podcast. Uh, one more game. Oh yeah.
3: Uh on the Sunday, Newcastle take on NSI STM. The uh so S- Siberian, S- Siberian team. So Siberian marauders. They'll be looking forward to a nice uh, hot, balmy af- break <laughs> to, to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Put on their sent-on. <laughs> Love it. Uh right. At rugby
1: podcast is They're, they're probably going to wear You know like Sevens teams wear Those vest type shirts they, They're going to they're gonna Turn up
3: in them <laughs> They'll be like Ice buckets at half time They'll be trying to Cool down This is Get, ridiculous. More, come on, <laughs> get the water on Get the water on <laughs> um, How does anyone Play in this kind of heat
1: Yeah So uh, At rugby podcast Is where you can find us On Twitter More rugby lookalikes Would be great Any thoughts Any reaction to the podcast uh, In the meantime Subscribe on iTunes Get the ACAST app and you can listen there. Leave us uh, your review on iTunes as well. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next time.
0: And three hundred and sixty-five day returns.
2: Elisa bad.
1: Thanks for listening. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit, Jake. Oh, thank you, Tim.
0: Later, us.